Okay, we try to uh, today put down one year sword. That's very important from Hanukkah. Something that we have to try to implement into our lives to some degree. We know that uh, Yavan is referred to as Hoshech, is considered darkness. As it says in the Pasuk, that in the beginning of creation, the world was Tohu Vavohu Vehoshech Al Penetehom. And the Majrash darshans each word of the Pasuk, referring to one of the Dalit Galuyot, to one of the four exiles that we went into. And the word Hoshech was used to depict and to bring out the depth of the Galut of Yavan, which is darkness. The question is, why is Yavan compared to darkness? And obviously we understand that the miracle, the Hanukkah miracle, which is in the Nerot, represents the light. What is this machlok and what is this fight between dark and light? So simply we understand that darkness is not necessarily something where you can't see at all. But you're in a situation that what you see is blocking you from seeing the truth. That's also considered darkness. So we know that the world, the natural world that we live in, nature, is supposed to be something that when you study nature, it's supposed to bring you closer to seeing Hashem. Like it says in the Pasuk, When you look at your body, your body is supposed to bring you to see Hashem even greater than what you have previously understood about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're supposed to see the miracles in the body. You're supposed to see the chesed in the body. Everything that you study in creation is supposed to be a way to see deeper. So that is considered light. Because what you see is you're able to see the truth. You're able to see beyond the surface. Choshech always means by definition, Choshech is something which blocks your vision. So you see the outside layer, and because you see the outside layer, that's why you don't see Hashem. So Yavan was very busy developing all the Chokmah Teva. They were scientists, they were doctors, they had all seven branches of Chokmah. They had very clear, and they built up the world and the technology and the science of the world. But by doing so, they claim that the world has its own intrinsic existence. It runs on its own laws. And there's no involvement in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the way that they use the world to serve as a barrier between the people that are living in the world and Hashem, they use the natural world, the natural world that's supposed to be for us a way of seeing Hashem, they use the natural world as a way of being a barrier between human beings and Hashem. That's called Choshech. How does one approach life and be able to see the world in a proper way? So that we say, to see the depth in the world, to be able to see the godliness in the world is what we call the Or Haganuz. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world originally with a light that this light was not the light that comes from the sun 
This was called the Or Haganuz, the Or that was put away in Genizal. The Or Haganuz, when that light shined, for 36 hours that light was there, before Hashem put it away. And that's why the Rekach says that we light 36 candles. Because the light of the menorah is connected to Ora Ganuz. The Ora Ganuz, that light, was the light that when a person saw the world, he saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world, and he saw how the Eloikus manifests itself in the outer layer, in the Levush of the outer layer. When Hashem took that light, where did He put it? Or Haganuz, where did He put it? He put it inside the Torah. Which means that one who studies Torah properly will have clarity, will have vision, that he will be able to see the truth in the world and he'll be able to see Hashem in the world. One who studies the world and the Chokmah of the world without the eyes of the Torah, then the world will serve as a barrier between him and Hashem. Then it'll be Hoshech. But there is a condition. It's not so simple that if you study Torah, you're automatically going to be able to see correctly and see the truth and see the hidden miracles and to see Hashem. It's not that simple. And this we see from the Hanukkah story, which I'm going to try to bring out this point. Simply we say, that the Misyavnim, the, the Yavonim, they wanted to get rid of the menorah. Why did they want to make the oil of the menorah tameh? What was the purpose? Because the menorah represented the chokmah of the Torah. They wanted science. They wanted human chokmah that's connected with the human brain and the materialistic world that we live in. Teva. But they understood that the Chachma Yisrael have a bigger, greater Chokmah. That's the Chokmah of the Torah, which sees deeper than the surface. Which sees Hashkacha Piratit. And based on this Chokmah, they can make reactions in the world and changes in the world. Because they understand how the Maisim and Teva are connected to each other. And this they were trying to fight. The Chokmah of the Torah. That's why they wanted to make the oil of the menorah Tameh. But really, if you look at the Gemara, they had a problem with the Mizbech as well. If you see the Gemara and Sukkah, at the end of the Gemara and Sukkah, it says a story. There was a woman, her name was Miriam Basbilga. She went off the Derech. She ends up marrying one of the people from the Greek army or whatever position he had over there. And she went into the Beit HaMikdash during the time that the, that the Greeks had control over the Beit HaMikdash. And at that time, they were defiling the Mizbeach. They sacrificed pigs on the Mizbeach. They, 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 they metamed the Mizbeach. And that's what we know one of the big things of Hanukkah is. When they came back in, they made Hanukkah on Mizbeach. They built a brand new Mizbeach. They were trying to defile the Mizbeach. And she came in there and she took her shoe off and she started to hit the Mizbeach with her shoe. And she called the Mizbeach Lucas, Lucas. Wolf, wolf. You're like a wolf. 
All you do is eat the korbanot of the Jewish people. They bring lambs. They bring their different animals on the Mizbeach. All you do is eat it, just like a wolf, and you give them nothing in return. Which means, as opposed to Avodah Zarah, Avodah Zarah, the way it works is, you serve Avodah Zarah in order to get something back. I serve you, so you should give me something back. By us, the Avodah Zarah, we're not doing it to get something in return. We're actually, it's a sacrifice. We're sacrificing ourselves, our own needs, our own tithes, our own ritzonot, our own ego, to serve Hashem. She was tithing against that. You're like a wolf. All you do is take. You don't give anything back. You serve it, you get something in return. That was the Kitschuk on the Mizbeach. So we see that they had a kitruk against Mizbeach besides for the Menorah. And I want to try to appreciate this and understand how the Avodah of the Mizbeach and the Avodah Menorah are connected to each other. Okay? So in order to understand this and to learn this well, we have to go back to the Torah. The Torah says, at the end of Parashat Nassau, in the inauguration of the Mishkan, of the Mizbeach and the Mishkan, all the Nisim went and brought special korbanot to inaugurate the Mizbeach. Aaron HaKoyim was not included in that. And he had Chalisha Sadas. He felt bad about it. So Hashem told him, don't worry. I'm going to give you the menorah. You're the one who can inaugurate the menorah. And the Zoyer explains that first, in orders, in the order of things, we first need to do Chanukah that has to come first. Second is Menorah. And the Nisim were not on the level to inaugurate the Menorah. Only Aharon was. But since the Mizbech had to be done first, that's why the Nisim came in first and Aharon came in second. What's the two different avoiders that Menorah needs Mizbech? If you do Mizbech, which is a lower level, then you could do Menorah, which is a higher level, so Aharon had to wait for the Mizbeach to be done, and then he's on the higher level, he can do the higher thing. So we know that fire has two properties. One property of fire is it consumes. You put something of mamoshes in front of fire, it consumes it. The second property of fire is it gives light. The difference is, when you consume something, the more mamashut that there is, as Charlie when he makes a fire, the more logs there are, the better it is for that fire. It's a strong, powerful, unbelievable fire because it has a tremendous amount of fuel. When it comes to light, if there's any mamashut in the fire, it's not such a good light. The best light that we have is shemen zayit zach. There's no, even the meat of the olive is not there. The, once the meat of the olive mixes in with the shemen, then the fire doesn't give such good light. So that means, as far as we're concerned, we understand, is that the menorah, which was made from shemen zayit zach, pure olive oil, gives light, which is chokmah, that means the more pure the human being is, the less materialistic the person is, 
The less egoistic the person is, the more clear his thinking is. The more clear his thinking is, the more clear and pure his Torah is, the deeper he can see in the world. And he's able to see Hashem in the world. But a person who is very physical, very materialistic, very egoistic, very person didn't work on his midot, his seichel is not that clear seichel to see what? The light, the deeper step of the world. So us, as B'nai Yisrael, first we have to do Mizbeach. Mizbeach means you're burning out your gaiva, your taiva. The, the, the korban that goes on the Mizbeach is in place of the human. We burn its fats. We're burning its hektah halam We're burning out all the self-centeredness and the taiva. We're sacrificing ourselves for God. That's step number one. Now that you have done that flame, now you're worthy to make the flame of the menorah. That's why according to many Rishonim, they used to take the fire from the Mizbeach and light the menorah with the fire from the Mizbeach. It's a connection. It's a hamshach. One to the next. So we have to know the purpose of a Jewish person is to learn Torah. Without learning Torah, you will walk around in this world living in total and complete darkness. All the technology, all the science, all the teva will serve as a barrier between you and the truth. There's only one way that you can live a truthful life. That you can be able to live a life of Ashkahapiratit. You can live a life that you see Hashem. A, you can live a life that you see constantly reminding Shalom in the world is if you have the Ora Torah. But in order to have the Ora Torah, you have to be ready to make some sacrifices. You have to be ready to make some changes. You have to be ready to learn some Musa. You have to be ready to do things in your life. You have to get rid of the things that clogs your Seichel. That's a very important point. There's Avodat HaMizbeach before you get to Avodat HaMinorah. Doig Vachitoifel, they were big, giant brains. They were geniuses. But they fell to the lowest places of the world. And the Chazal tells us, because Tina Hoysa Beliva, they didn't purify their hearts. If you don't purify your heart, then the Torah is not going to take you to get clarity and to see the Emet. It's not going to do it for you. And this is something that we have to think about. What do we have going on in our lives that's counterproductive? You see, Yovan, they were huge chacham. Huge. But they did not believe that being a chacham was a contradiction to being a baltaiva. They didn't think being a chacham is a contradiction to being an egoistic person, a narcissistic person. And if you notice, the more and more they advance technology today, and the more and more chokhmah they have today, they become bigger balaitaimas and bigger narcissists. Because the, since the world is a barrier between the world and Hashem, so then what's the purpose of life? The purpose of life is me having as much pleasure that I can from this world. Me. So of course they have rules and regulations. They don't want to have 
that people should be knocking each other over. But you are allowed to take as much pleasure as you want from this world, whatever you like, as long as you don't destroy someone else's civil rights or harm another human being. But if you want to take for yourself, you are the most important thing in the world. That's why we live in a narcissistic society. Everybody only thinks about themselves. They don't think about the bigger picture. They don't think about the purpose of life. It's only about me. So I was created as a male. If I was created as a male, it means I have a responsibility. I'm a Jew. I have a responsibility. I was created as a male to get married, have children, build Klal Yisrael. And I have to sacrifice because having a wife with eight kids or whatever it may be is a tremendous sacrifice. It's all about giving. But that's only if you live with a bigger picture. That's only if you live with a Hashem in the world. If that's only if you live with a purpose that's connected to godliness and to, to eternity and to building Klal Yisrael. But if it's about me, so if I have pleasure, Mishkav Zach is a pleasure, that's what I like. Who cares about the world? Who cares about procreating? Who cares about future generations? Who cares about building nothing? It's only about me, my narcissistic self, and all the pleasures that I want. And that's it. I couldn't care about anybody else. Everybody else can drop dead. Okay, I have to do it in a safe way because we don't want half a society dying on us. So we have to do it in a safe way, and it has to be in a way that you don't encroach on anybody's civil rights. But if you do that, you can do every form of Araya, Shaykh, and Matiz, because who cares? Why not? There's no bigger purpose, there's no higher purpose, there's no godliness, there's no nothing. There's only me, myself, and I, and that's all. And all the technology, all it does is build the I more and more and more. The social isolation that we live in today. I don't have to get along with people. So the people around me, I don't like the people around me. So I pick out my friends. One lives in California, one lives in Israel, one lives here. And then I isolate them on my social platform and I only talk to myself. And I only talk to people that say, I like what you say. Because I live in the narcissistic world of self. Self-pleasure, self-thinking only about myself. That's because there's no God in the world. So, but if we're not willing to make some sacrifices and to break those tithes a little bit and to break that narcissistic way of thinking a little bit, then we're not going to have shaykhs the Torah either. And that's the question we need to ask ourselves. I want to learn. I have to learn with a clear brain. Rabbi Rucham says, go look at the colleges. Outside the colleges, before they go in, before they go into class, there's Arias going on, there's Nivopeg going on, there's call, all kinds of things. But then they go inside to the college and they become doctors, lawyers, engineers. That means their Chochmah is not a stira to the human being. The human being can be a low life and it can be a Chacham. It's not a stira. But you can't do that with Torah. Torah, that's not possible. In Torah, you have to have a certain purity. You have to have a certain holiness. You have to have a certain clean head, clean mind, clean heart. Then you can have shaykhs, the Torah, which will give you vision, deeper vision. So today, we learn the yeshiva, and we can have devices that has the same arais and the same nivel pen, the same shtusim that they have, and then we want to learn the taisas, and we want to understand why we can't see the beauty in Torah. And then we don't understand, why don't we feel the beauty of religion? And we want to know why we can't change and why we can't grow. 
got to do korban first. I'm not saying that a human being should go do a crazy sacrifice in one second. I'm not talking about that. Of course, it's a step-by-step process. But as much as you're trying to attach with learning and get clarity in Torah and become a more spiritual person and get clarity in Muna, there's a, there's a part of your work that has to be together with getting rid of certain things that are in your life that are putting shemarim into your oil. And that's a very, very important thing. We're going away now. We have a vacation. We have to understand the Chazal said one simple thing about this holiday. This holiday is not about making meals, seudot, according to Allah, pastas. It's not about Isra Malacha. It's about one thing. Halal Vaidah. That's what this holiday is about. Vaidah doesn't just mean to say thank you. I'll see you later. Thank you, Hashem. And now I get into the car and I go and I bottle for the next 10 hours. I do who knows what. That's not thank you. Thank you means I admit. Hoda'ah. Hoda'ah means I admit. I admit that this is a Rabbi Shalom. I admit in Hashkacha Perati. I admit in Olam Haba. I admit that we're part of a much bigger picture. I admit that the purpose of life is to bring honor to Hashem. I have to admit. Admit means I have to self-sacrifice. So you can have a guy going through Hanukkah. And the main avoid of Hanukkah is to get up in the morning and to say, Halavoidah. And the Rambam says, lighting the menorah is also Halavoidah. It's also part of it. It's just itself, but that's what he says. And then you can have a guy who does not dot in chakras with a minyan, and he doesn't say Halavoidah. And all he has is a couple of donuts and he sings with his guitar and he dances around and it's very nice, but that's nothing to do with Hanukkah. Hanukkah means Halavoidah. Halavoidah means I admit that the world is not just a Teva world and it's not just a world that I'm here to enjoy myself. I'm here for a purpose and it's a higher purpose and it's a greater purpose and it's involvement with the Rabbi That's what I admit to. So if I admit to that, that means I got to make some changes in my life. If I admit to that, that means I have to be more into learning. I admit it. That's the basic of the holiday. No one expects anybody that in eight days of Hanukkah is going to transform to be from one person to another person completely. Of course not. But you got to do something from the avoid. It's very important that you get that. You go on vacation, there has to be minyanim, there has to be halvaidah, there has to be learning, there has to be kedusha. There has to be, otherwise it's a steer to the whole concept. That's the message that I want to give you before you leave today.